everyone. Como estas? <laughs> Sarah Skirmerhorn, you're doing pretty well back from Mexico. Yep. Um, I don't think my Spanish is as good as yours. But <laughs> <laughs> that, was really, that was really good. That was really good. Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't speak too much Spanish. I got to work on that. Um, but Mexico was great. Yeah, we had a good good little run there. Good start to the year. Yeah. Yeah, it's a fun fun first event. It was uh, That place was cool. That was the coolest event I've ever played at. I haven't played in that many events, so that's not saying a whole lot. Um, but a couple people that I talked to said that it was literally the coolest event they've been at in years. Yeah. Um, the fans were awesome. Mm. Everybody, like as soon as you walked out of the hotel, we're, we were like bombarded by yeah. fans for pictures and autographs. Yeah. Um, even if they took your picture, they're like, who are you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what know. country are you from? You're tall. Yeah. I want a picture. Yeah. <laughs> um, we started like putting our hood up when we started walking out. It's crazy. It didn't really work, but um, no, it was an awesome tournament. It makes you feel like a, you know, like a, a big time professional athlete, though. You know, when you're getting mauled by fans yeah. and yeah. stuff, until they ask, like, "Who are you?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, after, um, did you watch Simon and Bruno play the Taylors no. in their qualifier match? One, an insane qualifier yeah. match. Yeah. The fact that that's a final round of a qualifier is yeah, I, pretty yeah. nutty. 16-14, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and Taylor and Taylor yeah. had like four match points in the second set. And Simon had like four ridiculous saves on match point. Like Taylor went up, swatted one of Bruno's short lines down. And Simon had this like chicken wing dig. Bruno sets him and he hits this like fadeaway diving cut shot on the line. And it was like three more plays like that. It was crazy. But the crowd fell in love with Simon. And he had to get a police escort out of the stadium because they were just mobbing him, like chanting, Simon, Simon. Yeah, and a, they couldn't get to the hotel. He's like a... And it's not that far away. No, it's like 20 it was like yards. literally 15 <laughs> steps. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Could not move. He's a showman. That oh, guy. yeah. Like, all the... I, like, I didn't watch the match, and I bet you... He uh, somehow soccer rolled his ankle like four times. Well, there was this one play. Did that happen? <laughs> there was this one play where they called net on Taylor Sander. Mm-hmm. And Taylor Crab went and just, uh, he like bumped the ball over. And Simone ran back and did a diving header and headed the ball, but also headbutted Bruno. Just messing around, being this yeah. 29-year-old six-foot-nine puppy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's a good way like, to put it. Bruno almost broke last year. It's like, I don't know if you can take hits from your <laughs> teammate. Yeah. No, he's he definitely, like, milks the crowd and, like, so dramatic with everything. He's he's the Neymar of volleyball for sure. Yeah, and he if was you, like, it if up. If your pinky toe touches him under the net, he's going down. <laughs> Three rolls, bringing out the ice spray and everything. Yeah. Like, I bet you if I watch the film back, he'll have gone down. At least twice. Yeah, and and even if you're not, well, even if you're just watching it for the dramatics and the entertainment, it is just probably one of the best matches that I watched the whole tournament. And it was the second round of the qualifier. Yeah, yeah. yeah. some of those matchups in the qualifier were insane. It was crazy. Yeah, and poor Taylor. That's the worst qualifier draw I've seen in the history of qualifier yeah. draws. Gets freaking Edgar's talks first round, fourth place oh, in yeah. Tokyo. He plays in first round. His partner, he's uh, got this 17-year-old kid, and they went 28-26 in the first set, like 21-17 the second, and just, that's your first round dog, yeah. you get fourth place Olympics, and then you get Bruno yeah, and Simon right. second round, like, oh my god. Yeah, Simon's the kind of guy where it's like, he hasn't been consistent, I don't know if he can like keep a partner long enough, but he's 
top tier talent. Like he's yeah. won FIVBs before. I think he won an open. Him and he beat B- me Gunto, and I think. Yeah. We were up on them big. And they beat us in Cincinnati and then they came back and won the whole tournament. But like, yeah. The guy's legit volleyball player. So him and Bruno, it's just a terrible draw. Yeah. Brutal. There's a and lot of good players in the qualifier. So that's many good the story players. Of the whole year, right? Yeah, that's on both the sides. story of the whole year. Yeah. yeah. Just the way it's all oh, formatted. I guess from now on. Yeah. As far as we're concerned. Yeah. I know. It's just how it's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to Gabby uh, before practice, and she was saying, have you seen Tri's pool? It's pretty tough for Rosarito. I was like, well, it's better to be in a very tough pool in Rosarito than in, in the qualifier, qualifier. Yeah. which is also a very tough pool for everyone involved. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. I was like, well, it's kind of weird. You play everyone in your pool, right? I think so. Cause in the Elite 16? Yeah, because we play. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. We're the 10, and we play the 2. Right away. So, wait, Brower, yeah, we should be playing Brower Musen, who are the eight, I think. Okay. But they have us playing Norway first. Well, what well, do you, you have? Four, uh, you have four pools of four? I think so. And only one, only one and two come out. Uh, only one mm. and two come out, three and four, I think. Um, Lucky loser? No. Just, you're just, I, they just, you just get finished based on it, whether yeah. you're third or fourth. Yep. Yep. So it'll be point differential? Probably, yeah. So you probably, oh yeah, so you play everybody in your pool. I think I read that. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty maybe. sure that's right because, yeah, it's based on, like, third place gets ninth and fourth place in your pool gets 13th. Oof. Yeah. The difference between coming out third and fourth in your pool, like, it's going to be by a few points or something. Yeah. Is going to be the difference between being Elite 16 and... Yeah. Like, back like consistently, challenges. that's going to be everybody's... Yep. Deciding factor whether or not you're in, you're getting relegated. Yeah, it's it's going to be a wild system. It's going to be a very yeah. interesting year to watch. Oh, yeah. Plus, how long is the qual- qualifier going to stick around? Right, because there wasn't supposed to be one in the first place. Yeah, I think that's their stay. I, I think that's staying for the year. Mm-hmm. Or I mean, yeah. Okay. Well, well, there aren't that many elite sixteen. Right. That's events. true. That's how many true. are there? Do you know. Um, well, the next one's not until after, the next one's not until Ostrava. Yeah. Because right? they after got pushed Turkey. back. There's a, it's a late year. There's a lot of late 16s in like November. Yeah. It's like Brazil, because they Cape moved Town, too. Australia. It's yeah, some they're, serious they're travel messing too. with my off-season <laughs> <laughs> I think they're messing with everybody. Yeah, that's true. Everybody keeps asking me, what's your schedule? What's your schedule? I'm like, today, yesterday, or tomorrow? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's different every day. Exactly. Yeah. That's a good point. Well, you and Corinne didn't have to worry about points breaking pull. Just coming in out of the qualifier, yeah. going two and zero. That was yeah. That That's was not fun. bad, Skirm. That was fun. Um, yeah, and center court was really fun to play on in the the bowl. It looked like the a old, coliseum. Oh, was it like it was a, an old bullfighting? Bull f- oh no way! Yeah, it was really cool. That's what it looked like. Actually. Yeah. Yep. It was yeah. Sick. Um, yeah, it was fun to play the Brazilians in there. Made yeah. A good match against them. Which ones you played? There were so many Brazilian Lima. teams. and Okay, so you played Tyler yeah. Lehman and Heji? Yeah, they took okay. fourth. And they ended up having a very good tournament. Mm-hmm, fourth. Yeah. But solid start to the year. Solid for start. you and Corinne. And it was fun, yeah. How did, uh, how did you and Corinne end up becoming a thing? Because I feel like last year was funny. Because like, you just popped around and you're like, who has points? Who wants to play a tournament in Bulgaria and Russia and yeah. whatever? <laughs> yeah, Aurora and I, yeah, Aurora and I played last year. Um, and last year was just kind of weird because nobody really knew what was going to happen. And then, like, right. some tournaments just popped up. And um, 
Aurora and I just ended up playing like four or five of them. Me, Aurora, Josh, and all the kids. <laughs> <laughs> the full family. So it was so much fun. We spent, I mean, I think I was with them for like a month or two. And yeah. they're just such a joy to be around. Hmm. I, I told, just tell everybody this because I've already told everybody this. But I think like the whole time we were together, like we have three kids age five to ten. And I don't think one of them raised their voice the whole time. Like they're just. <laughs> amazing. Like That's just good parenting. Awesome, yeah, awesome <laughs> parents. Just such a joy to like be around and. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think when you're traveling and playing these tournaments and you're away from your own family, it was just really nice to be like part of a family unit and yeah. they were very welcoming and we hear that just... a lot. Like, uh, the, the biggest thing to make, make or break someone's season is who they're traveling the world with. Yeah. Know? Cause there's so many highs and lows you're going through. Like to be with just some solid person at the end of the day, you're like, I enjoyed my time. I was good. I didn't win maybe, but I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Curran and I obviously have like been around, uh, played a lot of the same tournaments. So we've seen each mm-hmm. other and we've like hung out yeah. at tournaments. Um, and then we were, Itapema was coming up and um, Allie was hurt and Curran was like, do you want to play? I was like, I don't, could we get in? Like it was just like such a last yeah. minute thing. And yeah. um, we just kind of signed up and kind of just took it from there. But we already, like we were friends and we knew right. we got along well together. So yeah. how much preparation did you guys get um i came out here for three weeks before it's pema that's a commitment and trained so and then corinne popped over there and then yeah then at christmas she was supposed to go to austria but then austria because her boyfriend's from austria Mm. um austria shut down because of covid um so they were going to go there for christmas and see his alex's family that didn't happen so they all her whole family came to florida corinne grew up in florida so she came to Florida. I was in Florida. My whole family comes to Florida for Christmas. Um, so we saw each other down there. Oh, well, this backtracking a little bit. <laughs> in Itapema, we kind of like, uh, we saw Wilco from King of the Court. Okay. And oh, we were that's like, right. We were you like, yeah, okay, we'd yeah, love yeah, to yeah. play the King of the Court, you know, yeah. if that's an option. Um, so I think it was like around Thanksgiving that they were like, hey, you guys are in for King of the Court. So that's when we were, that's when we were planning where we were going to train around Christmas time. So that's, okay. she was in Florida. We trained there a little bit. Um, her family left. She ended up staying with me and my family in Naples until we left for Doha. Awesome. Um, when was Doha again? Doha was January 3rd. And January that was crazy because okay. that was when that whole, um, the new variant. It's like the Omicron. Omicron craze. was out. Yeah. yeah oh. And people were dropping <laughs> like flies from King of the Court. Oh, gosh. Um, and you had to have a negative COVID test to get in there. I had gotten COVID in right after Brazil. Oh, wow. Um, oh, good timing. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I was still testing positive up until like December 20. It took me oh, no three kidding. weeks to get a negative test. <laughs> and they're like, you have to have a negative test to come. And I was like, well, I was like scheduled a COVID <laughs> test like every day, yeah, like yeah, the week yeah. of Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Which was hard to do because yeah. everybody was testing and everybody was like traveling. But Doha, that, that was like uh, where it all started for me. Yeah. Because we were in Doha when... Everything went down. It was like, get back to the U.S. Borders are closing in three days. Yeah. And poor Christian, he got oh, stuck. Oh, that's where it's... Christian got stuck. <laughs> that's where it, wait, is that where it started and stopped? Yeah. Was that... Because well, Doha was the last event of 2020. Right, And yeah. then Doha was the first event. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. The first event back. Uh-huh. Oh, it all goes down to Doha. It all comes to Doha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. there wasn't... That was the first female event. Yeah. Because that was the one where the Germans 
Yeah. Yeah. We're pulling out because of the bathing suit thing. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. It's so funny with the, like, the bathing suit thing is just such a, it's just such a hot topic because then you, you watch like the Olympics and you have so many, so much of the woke media is like, how dare they make these women wear bikinis and bathing suits? And then the Germans are like, well, you we need to wear yeah. bikinis and bathing suits until, uh, yeah, that's it's a good like, point. we just let them wear whatever they want to wear. Yeah, let's just not talk about it. Just, <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, it is at some point like performance apparel. Yeah. Right. And that was, yeah. I think that was their argument. Yeah, and they ended up winning. Sure. It was funny because Doha ended up relenting, and the women could wear whatever they wanted. Yep. The Germans still did. I think it was Carla Borger and Julia Sud, and they, but they had dropped the rule too late, so the Germans had already dropped out of the right. tournament. Right. They'd already pulled out. They yeah. wouldn't. Let, they didn't let them back in. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. So mission accomplished that they got uh, you know the uniform policy they wanted, but yeah, sometimes didn't get to play the event. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes to to make the changes, you gotta. Stand up and take the yeah, take the consequence, for sure. and everybody else benefits. But good for them; they stood up for what they believed in. Yeah. Well, Doha this year conflicts with Austin. Austin. Have you and Corinth talked about? Yeah. What you want to do? Yeah. Like sometimes it's Doha, sometimes it's Austin, sometimes <laughs> yeah. it's like <laughs> we've talked about it and we don't know. And we don't know. Yeah. Yep. Just Play sign up for everything. See what the entry list looks like. Well, plus your points, like it's all it all depends on points are going to be. At yeah, that it all point. depends on what happens. Right. Who's signing up and whatnot. Yeah. So you're kind of AVP unless you're high enough on the list maybe and then you just take off. Yeah. Something like that. Well, they added even Doha and, uh, Doha and Turkey. Roll off my tongue now, but mm-hmm. those were still late additions. Very. Those weren't, those weren't initially there. Right, yeah. Because I think like my best friend was like, you're definitely going to be in Austin. I was like, we're definitely going to be in Austin. There's <laughs> nothing overlapping. For sure, we'll be in Austin. Yeah. She's like, great. My husband's got a work trip there. I'm going to plan to go with him. Da, 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 da. I was like, uh, <laughs> Tracy, I may not be in Austin. Right. She's like, okay, can you just let me know when you know? I was like, mm-hmm. yes, but I don't know when that is. Wow. I'm wondering, I wonder what the draw will look like at AVP Austin. I know. Um, you got to think a lot of the teams are going to go, right? And that's what, what I mean, think? I've been wondering who's going to go are and gonna gonna go gonna to pri- who's going to prioritize because if you look at, I mean, Taylor and Taylor, they need points on both tours. Like that's Taylor true. Taylor oh, yeah. doesn't have any AVPs either. But you get, <laughs> but you get AVP get points now cards. playing FIVB. What's the what's the conversion Wait, like? What? How does the equivalent? Do you know? It's, I, I know that that's the thing, but I don't. I, I don't know. know how I don't know it the, works. I don't know the convert. We we looked at it all. Yeah. I don't know that I'm 100 percent sold on how the yeah. conversions match up because yeah. I know like Kern and I have a ninth in Itapema. Pretty close to like winning an AVP next. Okay. And I'm like, it's the difficulty of that. Very, <laughs> two very different levels yeah. of tournaments. Yeah, is that equivalent? I mean, winning an AVP next is. Should not be close to a ninth on the at a four on star the world, world tour. tour. On the four star. At the equivalent of like a challenger. I was thinking it was a three star. Yeah. That's still. Still. Yeah. Still, because AVP next are, I mean, they're good tournaments, but they are not. So, and again, I think, I think it'll, I think it'll change a little bit as like, if, if people know that that's the way that it works, then I think you're going to have higher caliber teams playing some of those tournaments. Whereas in the past people like, why would I necessarily play that? Um, But I do like what the AVP did with the point calculation, how they're taking your points from a window, like your best, I think it's your best four finishes now from a window. Not from your last like five events. Oh, okay. So like. So it's encouraging people to play as many tournaments as they want. Three hundred sixty-five days or something. Well, 
it's actually right now dates back to like Manhattan 2019. Oh, yeah. It's like your best four finishes from since then. So I think the window is going to get fin- smaller. Yeah. I think I just finally finished. Filled my four finishes <laughs> for the first time in your last career, year, probably. Last year, I, w- I didn't have my four because the well, years now, before we had the the Champions Cup, and then none of that. Oh, counted. none of that counted. Right. The year before that, right? I was but now playing or something. I don't know. Oh yeah, but now all your FIVBs count. Yeah, those no, are all in your. Those are all part of your window. So if they're big enough, then they'll pass. Then they'll our, trump. Yeah, but well, 2019 no Manhattan be, was your first event back. If I win an Elite 16, is that going to be worth more than, like, second in Chicago? We don't know. See, that's, that's – we haven't had an Elite 16 yet, so we don't know. But right. I don't know how that – I don't know who's coming know up at that I scale. I like either. I don't know if I like it or – I think the point originally was USA Volleyball and AVP partnering up and getting on the same page so that all the way through the youth level, they have the same – a similar point system. Yeah. Right. And that, but I don't, yeah, I don't know if I like the idea of at the top, your FIVB points translating straight over. I don't know if I don't like it either though. We're going to pause here for a quick break to give a shout out to our sponsors and try and I are so stoked to partner up with athletic greens. Now I traveled more than 82,000 miles last year playing beach volleyball and try put us well over the hundred thousand mile mark for the whole Sandcast family. And neither of us got sick a single time. All right. We were competing and traveling from February through November and not one of us so much as sneezed. And obviously there are a lot of factors in that, but the biggest common denominator that we both swear by, that we start our day with every single day, is Athletic Greens. It is our one-stop shop vitamin supplement that we bring on the road, everywhere, and it is so delicious. All right, a lot of the green supplements I've taken, it tastes like you've basically taken a fistful of dirt and earth, put it in a blender, mix it up, and then you just chugged it down. This is not the case with Athletic Greens. It is delicious, and it is packed with 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. It is delicious, and it works. All right, I swear, last year was the healthiest I have ever been. I give enormous credit to Athletic Greens for that, and my partner, Adam Roberts, he actually started getting sold on Athletic Greens, so much so that he actually started getting it for his parents. Uh, we cannot recommend it enough. It, it's a great price, honestly. It's less than three bucks a day, which if you are taking multiple supplements, you're gonna be paying more than three bucks a day anyway, so you might as well just get the one-stop shop for all your nutritional needs with Athletic Greens. That's actually how the company was founded. So the founder was spending over a 100 bucks a day in vitamin supplements and he decided to just found his own and now we're on the the 51st or 52nd iteration of athletic greens and it is so good and it is beloved by athletes and high performers everywhere it, i i actually was uh led to athletic greens by t- the tim ferris podcast and then joe rogan also has it on his podcast and between those two you have 90 percent of the high performers in the world and now they're here on Sandcast, keeping the boys healthy. Uh, so right now, for you, it's it's not just for athletes. It is for everyday people, okay? And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free, and I'm going to say it again, a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and 
five free, again, free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sandcast, all right? That is athleticgreens.com slash sandcast to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, we are fired up on this partnership. We only work with partners that we absolutely love, and Athletic Greens is one of them. Cannot recommend it enough. This podcast is also brought to you by, as always, our good friends at Wilson Volleyball. They make the absolute best balls in the game, hands down, no question. And guess what? We're going to be using a lot of Wilson Volleyballs this year because if you have not seen the AVP schedule, it is packed. Whether it's AVP America or just the AVP, which has the most events since 2008, 2009, I believe. We got 16 AVPs. 16. And then we have another probably dozen or so AVP next. And AVP America is just full. And we are just going to be playing with Wilson Volleyballs from now until November, guys. So get some Wilson Volleyballs. You can get 20% off using our discount code SANDCAST-20. All right, that is SANDCAST-20 to get 20% off all Wilson products. So if you need a bag, if you need a cart, if you need balls, I recommend the balls and the bags. They make great bags too. Go to wilsonvolleyball.com and use our discount code SANDCAST-20. And let's see you guys on the beach. With season coming up, Try and I have started releasing a weekly newsletter, the Beach Volleyball Digest, which is just curating all of the top beach volleyball news from around the world. We got Volleyball World, the McKibbins are doing stuff, Volleyball Magazine's putting out stuff. I just started writing for AVP America. Kim Smith over at AVP is putting out a lot of content, and we are basically just taking all of that and putting it into one big email newsletter. So if you ever miss any news, we got you covered. So if you want to get on that newsletter, head over to sandcastvolleyball.com, and on the sidebar, there's an easy sign-up form. We would love to have you join the newsletter. It's not just Sandcast news. It is literally all the beach news, snow volleyball, grass volleyball, whatever's happening in the world of volleyball, we got you covered. So head over to sandcastvolleyball.com to get your beach news today. Well, if you're the AVP, I don't think from a business standpoint it makes sense. You would want to incentivize people to stay home. To play your tour. You don't want to be rewarding people for playing Doha over Austin, in in my mind. So maybe that's why... So maybe that's why you're not getting a ton of points playing internationally. Right, 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 yeah, yeah. That makes sense. So, I mean, that... If if it's from a business standpoint, it makes sense that well, you like wouldn't Sanders get a ton of points. Alexander's not going to be on, with zeros. Right. Exactly. They'll pro- won't they just give him a wild card anyway? They, Taylor I mean, and Taylor I, are going to yeah. get a wild card. I don't think we'll see them playing the AVP next in Panama City. I, <laughs> uh, they might. They might. Okay. I don't know. I mean, well, I, mean Taylor, I don't know what I don't T- know. Taylor Crab's down to play everything. Yeah. So. It's not an AVP next, right? Isn't it a tour? Tour well, so there's tour a, there's an AVP next in Panama City that is a qualifier for Austin. But is oh, it a, it's a tour? Is no, it not a tour? So that, that's a next. Oh, it's a next. Yeah. Okay. Because they added Wait, the Panama City. <clears throat> yeah. You're right. It is In, a next. Yeah. International. No, 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 no. Like Panama City, Florida. Like, oh, like yeah, spring break, <laughs> Panama City. I don't know. That's a thing. <laughs> I was like Panama City, Panama. <laughs> no. Um, so that's they they added that AVP next before Austin because there was no tour series right. before Austin to be a qualifier. So then they added the next and. <laughs> and the top four finishers get into Austin. So that's yes. the qualifier. 
And twenty thousand dollars prize money. So that's yeah. that's the nicest qualifier I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Music qualifiers are exactly you lose and you get zero money. Yeah. See, that's the, that's even, like another big thing about like people that aren't liking the no qualifier thing. You're getting paid now, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And now, like, it's say amazing. say you take fifth in Panama City, you don't qualify. Well, now you're also not stuck watching an AVP event that you don't. You don't want to watch because he just lost. He got stuck there for the whole yeah. weekend. Like, if I lose in Panama City, I'm not going to Austin. Right. <laughs> I'll watch yeah. Well, you can, you can plan your travel a little bit better. For sure. Mm-hmm. Whereas Way before better. you go to a qualifier and say, like, I don't know, do I book my return flight? Or if you're Travis, you don't book your return flight. You just wait. Yeah. You always wait. And if you can yeah. plan your travels, you can plan your training better. Yeah. It's just better all around to, like, getting to where you want to go, which is being, like, a full-time professional volleyball player. Yeah. And they have, they have all kinds of different qualifiers. And there's, like, two CBVA series that qualify for you, Hermosa and Manhattan. Oh, really? There's AVP Next. Yeah, there's an AVP Next in San Antonio that's a qualifier for New Orleans. Yeah. There's the Tour Series that's a qualifier. It, there's all manner of ways to get into the Tour yeah. this year. I'm excited. And I'm, I'm excited that the years that, like, we know we're going to go to Austin, mm-hmm. even if, you know, doesn't matter what happens here like i'm so stoked that we're one of those teams that just gets to be in austin and watch other guys have to be like damn it we're leaving I'm like yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> get out of here guys yeah so you're not going Please. to doha hell no would you or are you planning on playing any challengers this year not if i not if you have help it. okay so you plan on just doing very well yeah. in rosarito and just cruising in elites I mean, <laughs> that's the point like, is the we talked about earlier you can't plan it right you can't. like right. as of now i'm just gonna play in rosarito and then figure out where we're at from there but i don't think we also like i mean how many years have we been like we just want to play avps and play a full season and i missed those two years so i've been in olympic qualifying for eight years your whole career yeah yeah like my whole career and this is the one year we're out of it so me and trevor are both like i'm down to like highly prioritize avps finally for once yeah. and like try to win the avp tour and play on a bunch of them and do that so does that mean are you going to play the tour series no. 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 Well, that's just too much volleyball for not no payout. Will but you play, like, we will you play, play any of them? Um, I don't think so. Okay. Well, because we're still going to be busy with the FIVB schedule mixed in with AVP. Right. Like if there's, yeah. I mean, World Champs is t- two and a half weeks by itself in June. Would uh, that overlap I'm, with anything? Hmm. It's two and a half weeks. No. The whole I tournament takes two and a half weeks. It's at least well, world champs. You play like a match every other right. day. Right, right. It's, 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 like, it's like the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so we're trying not to. We're trying to say okay, elite sixteen, and then AVPs, and then we have an elite sixteen over Hermosa, which is like yeah, a few hundred yards from here. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. which one is we're that? We're gonna which try one's... to skip that too if we can. Um. Unless it just like is ridiculous and makes no sense for us, yeah. like yeah. we're gonna get relegated down to challenger series, and it's like can't really do that. Um, Don't that's do that. Overstad, by the way. <laughs> Overstad, like the one, oh, yeah. a one that everyone wants to go to. Yeah, yeah. I've been there enough. Well, you can play I don't for, go. for free here <laughs> or spend oodles of money yeah, to get to Stad. It is. <laughs> yeah. Did you play Stad last year? No. No. Fred and Allie did. Okay, I wasn't sure what country quotas you were in. Because you played, so- you were in Sochi. Sochi. Okay. Oh, in Africa. Did Rwanda. You, gosh. Oh, yeah. 
How gnarly is that, that playing, was a going all the way to Rwanda to play whew, country quota? In a tournament that wasn't full. It was Sochi and oh, Africa and then Stad, right? Last year? Well, she didn't play I one didn't in play Stad. Stad. Okay, yeah. There was but, a country quota there. people did go yeah. from Africa back straight to Stad. Or the other way around. Stad they went from Stad to, to Africa. Therese went from Stad, lost in Stad, went to Rwanda, and you guys beat Therese yeah. in Rwanda. That is just a brutal trip. Yeah, I'm glad we're done with country quotas. Oh, How yeah. gnarly was that For match, sure. playing a country quota in Rwanda? In the rain. In the rain. For a spot to be like the 15th team in the... In the qualifier. The- in the qualifier with like 10 <laughs> spots left. It's so dumb. We're, we were like, so you dumb. sure you don't want to just give someone a wild card? You don't have any more wild cards to give? Yeah. Not, you just don't want to let everybody right. play? Yeah. Can you check your pockets, see if you can find yeah, a wild just, card? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you sure there's not one? Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I hate country quotas. They're and, gone. And when Thank we God. played there, the, the pole system were trees. Were trees. They were trees. Oh, wow. They were no just, way. Yeah, they were trees. They were just, yeah, the guys were like, they had ladders made out of sticks and trees. And and you're playing the girls that you could have played here. Yeah, on, when, yeah. between trees. Right. <laughs> I didn't so know that. Right. Well, I mean, they were like, they were like, uh, you know, like tree trunks. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's amazing. Well, like, <laughs> but yeah. Not the branches. So no, no branches. branches. <laughs> like bends a little. <laughs> played, on, played on Lake Kiva. The nickname is the Exploding Lake. Supposedly there's like a volcano. Oh, God. Close by, and really? there's, like, millions and millions of tons of methane gas, like, in the bottom of the <laughs> lake. And if somehow it were to, like, rise and catch fire, the lake explode. would explode, and everybody in the surrounding area would be suffocated by carbon monoxide. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I heard that I learned that after I landed. <laughs> <laughs> after I landed there. there, and then someone told me that. Wow. Yeah. I heard that whole tournament was just an adventure. But it was really cool. I bet. It was a really cool tournament. Yeah. It's a four-hour bus ride. And oh. you saw a lot of Africa. Oh, that's cool. Um, on that four-hour so bus ride. You were probably like cross-eyed and jet-lagged the whole drive. Yeah. yeah. A lot this of people. cool, but I can't. A lot of people got sick. Yeah, that's the bad part of the, about those ones. They're always like good yeah. adventures. You're like, I'm glad I saw that part of the world, but it was like torture the whole time. Yeah. yeah a lot of people were feeling it. Yeah. How'd you guys end up finishing in that one? Um, we took... Uh, we... We played Corinne. I played Corinne in that one, too. Okay. Um, but Corinne was not in good shape. But Aurora was not in good shape, either. But nobody <laughs> knew Aurora was not in good shape, because I think Corinne was in worse shape. And Allie wasn't feeling that great, either. But, um, yeah, so that was just... That was, I, I, what we, I don't know what we took. Seventh? Okay. Yeah, you got to be Maybe. careful traveling with Corinne. You know I, her and her travel I, story. I'm trying to. I'm trying to bring the good luck to Corinne. There you go. Corinne has the worst travel luck. She, highs and lows. She has good things that happen, and okay. she has bad things that happen. But she takes them with a smile on her face, and she doesn't really like complain about it. So you know, she just it always works out. Yeah, that's just it always works out. Might be a little off track, off yeah. path, but but we get there. She she usually out. gets there. Does it travel to Mexico, nice and clean. Uh, Smooth? Yeah. Actually, it was a one-way flight. Straight flight. Straight flights, <laughs> yeah. that's the key. Yeah. Straight flights. Aerobus. Is that what you flew? No, we flew Air Mexico. Uh, straight flight. We flew Viva. Did you have a layover? Nope. Oh. Straight there. Yeah, I think we saw that one, but we went Air It Mexico. was so nice to have a tournament where we could just go south. And it was really funny. It, right? a, lot of the, a lot of the Europeans were like, oh, this is so far. I'm like, this is what we have to do for all of them. I was like, yeah. one, hour, one hour time difference? Well, it was kind of two because it was daylight savings yeah. at the same time. But yeah, 
How easy was that? I feel so lucky that I got to skip the first one and drive down here to the second you one. Drive, yeah. Like my my start of the season is just a nice little steady roll. Yeah. yeah. And then we'll catch some momentum in about a month in May. But like then going to Austin is like, oh, it's like nothing. It's yeah. awesome. Just bring your sand you socks drive, to Austin. It's going to be hot. I huh? always forget. Because it's the first, because their sand's darker. Yeah, it's like We're, this color. We, I was always in like Florida, and so the sand's nice and light, and then you get there and you're like, ah, dang, sand socks. I, I forgot about I've that. I don't ever played in Austin. Um, I played in that format, obviously, but I missed every AVP. Okay, Austin, well, ever. You were, here's your warning. Funny. Here's your warning you to everybody. I, I went one. Yeah. yeah, I went to one. <laughs> Bring your sand socks. All right. Because I always forget, and I, I always regret it. sand socks. Oh, okay, well then. I, I like to be the last one. To put them on? It can be tough. I've lost, even in Manhattan. I'll wear them in the you cold. You never worn sand socks? I'm a wimp. <laughs> no, I have, uh, I'm used to the, I don't know. We have some hot sand in Hawaii. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. I, I, I'm like the guy who can walk on the black the concrete coals? when it's hot. Oh. I don't know about coals. I'm not, walk across I'm fire like stupid. the guy in Aladdin? Yeah, I've never done that one. No, but I just have literally thick calluses. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. You got the Hawaiian All right, well. I probably jinxed myself right there. <laughs> I'm going to, like, Hayden, we play in Manhattan, and Hayden's taping all his toes, and they all go black and blue after and fall off, and my feet are fine. Yeah, I lost, I've lost a couple in Manhattan before. Yeah. It's, it's not fun. No. <laughs> I don't think I've lost a toenail, but I don't like it. I don't like when you're, like, digging in the it sand at the, the service line and stuff. Yeah. And yeah. No, you got to go shag a ball. Like, what sport do you have to do that? Where your feet are, like, legitimately, if you don't move them, you're going to have burns on your feet. Yeah. While you're playing your sport. Not many. <laughs> <laughs> Not many. Can't, can't think answer. of another one, actually. <laughs> right. Well, as you, as you came into this season, after, like, last year you played internationally with Aurora. Yeah. Domestically, you played with Megan Rice. Yep. What, uh, like, how much did you want to just have one steady partner? Yeah, just so to, like, I, train I think, with I, and I, think with. I counted at the end of the year because before before last year I'd only really played with one person. So last year was full of. I mean, I think I played with. I think it was like sixteen to nineteen different people throughout the year, like mm. all kinds of tournaments. Yeah, Jeez. everything. It's a, a lot. of people. <laughs> That's a big number. I know. <laughs> um, yeah, just one offs here and there, but. So, I mean, that was, that was fun for me just because that's something I hadn't really yeah. done was play with a lot of different people. Yeah. Um, but it is, I got a little taste of, you know, having to be like, oh, who's playing? Or I got to ask somebody. I don't just don't have a fallback on right, who right, I'm right. playing with. Um, so, yeah, it's nice to have done that, but also really nice to be back in a spot where I got a solid partner and yeah. we're very much on the same page and get along really well. And, and you're playing well. And we're playing well. Yeah. And we're having fun. How was, um, you said the Brazil match was on stadium court? Yeah. In that sick bullfighting stadium? Yep. How does that match? And you had a, a, some other good ones too, but um, how does that match kind of uh, match up to other games that you've played and whether it's AVP or FIVBs? Because that's like under the bright lights in the stadium mm-hmm. against a very, very legit team. For the top yeah. spot in pole? And a legit country, you know, a um, Brazilian team. Mm-hmm. So I haven't played too many under the lights, but that one was kind of under the lights. Another really fun one under the lights recently was when Megan Rice and I played Atlanta oh, against yeah, yeah. Megan Craft and Savvy. Savvy. Right. That was a really fun match That's just right. because we hadn't really played in front of a crowd mm-hmm. 
in a while, and the crowd in Austin was, I mean, in Atlanta was... That was our first crowd, I think. Oh, my God, and they were awesome. They were, like, I mean, I remember one or two points that we were, like, it was a long rally, and I think had it not been for the crowd, it would have ended, like, two or three Mm -hmm. touches earlier. But, like, the crowd was just, like, so, so excited. Um, So that was, I mean, that was a really fun match that I remember playing. But uh, this one against the Brazilians, I don't know, it was just, like, it's just, like, when you're in the zone. Yeah, Like, it just was, like, a good... yeah. Focus. I think, I think I blocked like seven or eight. I think that feels good. I think like five, maybe five in the third set. Damn. Sheesh. So that was that was fun. That's thirty three percent of the points you need. Yeah. Not not feel good. Yeah. So that I mean that, but you know that's just kind of like. Yeah. Is that me more finding the ball or just I don't know, just her finding my hands? But right. You know, it's just a good. It's like out of your control a little bit sometimes where you're just like in the zone and it's just everything's kind of working but it's like those are the ones you remember is the ones where the environment kind of like brought the best out of you yeah where you're like in between points you like feel the crowd and when it's later in the day and there's actually lights lighting it up it's like way different energy just yeah i think we played (laughs) after you in atlanta that night there were some late matches i think we were in the players tent during your guys match and everyone was getting hyped up and then we played after yeah that was super fun yeah, Atlanta was Atlanta was a good one. Yeah, and we're going back. We're going back. Going we, back. I, the problem is the fans aren't great during the day because they're just getting roasted. Yeah, yeah I know. I know. It's so hot. <laughs> they need. I know. They needed some more like shade. If they could do like shade over the mm-hmm. the stadium. Yeah. The bleachers on like second court. Yeah, that's what they need to do. And they, then the fans on the what was it the third court were in great because they were all in the tent though yeah. and they were like but they were behind glass so we couldn't hear them i know i know that was the, problem. the video that you're watching <laughs> is like there's no one there <laughs> yeah. and we're like and it was like sunny so you couldn't see through the glass you're yeah looking yeah through, like, are they are they cheering right now are they watching or are they just like, yeah. and they're eating and drinking food <laughs> yeah but they were actually like cheering mm-hmm. we just couldn't hear them so we need to find a little balance between those yeah, yeah. they need the arizona like Spray things. Yeah. The misters coming down and some shit. Misters are sweet. Yeah. But yeah, that, no, I'm I'm happy for you that you, you got that experience, uh, especially early in the year. And I mean, especially in FIVBs, it's hard to get on stadium court, period. Yeah. Like you mm-hmm. might go on a run of five events where you just don't play in front of fans. Like you're out on an outer court and. Even, you know, I will no say though, there. even in Mexico, they did a good job. Even the second and third court had a lot of. It was. Stadium seating. Mob. Okay, and Mexican and, fans are different. It, they yeah, are. Yeah, they are. For sure. Like Mexican Beach Volleyball Federation, they throw an event. Because the one, that's the second event in Mexico I've played. The other one was a Norseca in La Paz. Yeah. And th- it was a Norseca. And I they, think they had a stadium. And it was probably like maybe a 2,000 seater. And yeah. packed from like 9 a.m. to midnight. Yep. And, and it went to midnight because it's Norseca and nothing runs on time. Right. <laughs> but like it was the same thing where you couldn't, after your match... You'd just be taking pictures and signing autographs for like 30 minutes. I was like, you guys know we're like, it's a Norseka. <laughs> but You're like, don't. but I'm going to sign and take, they, yeah, take pictures. They, don't, like, they just love it. Yeah. yeah. It's Mexico. Like, events there are so fun. Imagine <laughs> if we had what we had in Cancun, but with fans. It oh, my God. Nuts, man. Insane. Yeah. Like, yeah. with all that was on the line and what we were playing for, and then you put it in front of a big stadium that's packed. Because we were in Chetamal, what, three years ago? And it's the same thing. They always have great events Fully there. Fully just packed to the house. I'm yeah. all for more events in Mexico. Yeah, for sure. Convenient for every American, every Canadian. <laughs> exactly. like, Mexico, we love it. Yeah. <laughs> God, if we could just get events here on like 
the yeah how do we do that yeah <laughs> how do we do that travis who's in charge of that <laughs> make that happen all right sean sean scott <laughs> does i don't US, even know we should throw our events in rosarito like right <laughs> yeah. on the other side of the border so it's way cheaper yeah honestly but can we still have the, can we still give the wild cards i mean maybe we can we can Work that in yeah. there. It's a collaboration event. It's USA with the Mexican Beach Volleyball Federation. So mm-hmm. Mexico gets a wild card. We get a wild card. I like it. Yeah. We'll pay for it and collect the proceeds. But but we need the Mexican. We need, we need your land. Because <laughs> Cali Beach is charged way too much. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the problem. It was amazing. Me and Tim just like squared up after the weekend. And so I, Tim like... Got the flights first, and then I was like, all right, I'll get all the food, and we'll just settle up after the yeah. weekend. And I bought all of our food, and I like I, the receipts came back in pesos. Yeah. And I was like, all right, what is, like, $2,500 in pesos? And it was, like, $92. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? To split. for It was, like, yeah. three lunches, three dinners, yeah. breakfast both mornings. Oh, you spent $92 between two, two of you? For food, and we ate, like, well. Oh, yeah. I need to move down there yeah. right now. <laughs> Corinne and I stayed at the cutest cutest Airbnb, and we, it was like a five or six minute Uber, but it was like $2 to Uber back and forth. Oh, yeah. And we were like, yeah, and they, the the woman there made the best brunch. It was like breakfast brunch. But we just sat down, and she would just bring out fresh fruit, then she'd bring out the meal, coffee, fresh juice. Wait, you stayed in an Airbnb, and the host was there? Yeah, so it was like literally a bed and breakfast. Got it. Yeah. Um, and I think the breakfast was like $4. Amazing. And we even when we moved to the other hotel, we kept Ubering back for breakfast there. Okay. Like $2 Uber, and we get the most amazing like yeah. breakfast in the little courtyard, and it was so oh, peaceful. And I'm such a fan of breakfast on the road. Yeah. I get so excited about it. Trevor like sleeps in and doesn't drink coffee. And I'm like, I just want to find like what you just said. A yeah. little courtyard. Yep. Mm-hmm. Have my spread of food and oh the coffee. Goodness. Just sit there, bread or whatever, wherever you are in the world. Yeah, it was bread basket. Oh. Then the last day they brought hot chocolate. Oh, game and over. Corinne's a big hot chocolate. <laughs> she was like, they know me. Well, Corinne, she likes treats. She likes you treats. put sugar in front of Corinne, and it's going down. Mm. <laughs> yeah. That's tricky. The first time Art. I met Corinne, she was like holding a tub of ice cream like a football and was just like... No, stop it. Where was straight. this? And this was like... This is a couple years ago because her and Corinne and Delaney are like best friends. Yeah, yeah. Like Corinne was a bridesmaid at the wedding. And so when me and Delaney were dating, she's like, all right, you have to meet Corinne. And the first time I meet her, she's like watching a Harry Potter marathon and just crushing a tub of ice cream. I'm good like, for her. And you're, you're so good at volleyball. How is this possible? Uh, that's funny. She's like, I run around in sand all day. Don't judge me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's good. But so you, you qualified, though, which is like huge, obviously. And then you played Sarah and Therese. You get the one seed. Yeah. It's always interesting on the road because when you play someone from your own country, that's often like kind of the most heated I know. matches. Oh, for sure. Yeah. We, uh, I don't know. Our, I think our focus is just kind of, it's really been on us. Mm-hmm. Um, our coach has been working a lot with us, like, ment- like he incorporates a lot of mental training into our practice. Um, so a lot of our game plans and stuff, you know, there are little tidbits on other people, but mm-hmm. still the main focus is kind of like what we're doing. Yeah. Um, so, and I, it's just, it's just, a, it's a good, it's a good team. Um, everybody's kind of on the same page. We trust the process and, um, it's just nice that we yeah. can all 
be on the same page there. Um, but sure. yeah, so I think that was, our focus was pretty much just what we could do. A couple things here and there, but. And that's, that's a big win. What, what, what like yep. felt bigger, qualifying or getting that first win in pool? Because winning that first match in pool is just so big. I know, that's big. Especially when you win it over the one seat of the whole tournament. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you gotta, you gotta get out of the qualifier to get there. So, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. obviously that's, that was huge. Um, but yeah, winning your first match in, in pool play, modified pool play is, is big. So we were really excited, really yeah. excited about that. That's a good, always a good feeling. For sure. Um, but yeah, we'll just keep, keep the momentum going. Yeah. And we had played the Brazilians and then tough, tough loss. I think nineteen seventeen to the Spaniards oh. in three. But apparently we like going three. Yeah. So. <laughs> altitude didn't seem to bother you guys. You were yeah, in good shape. Yeah, the altitude was, yeah. When I was watching you guys, um, your match against Spain, like you didn't, you got, neither of you looked tired at all. Uh-huh. But I remember playing, when we were playing our first match, we went up like 10-4, but they uh-huh. had served me every ball. And then I was jump serving and running up. And by the 10-4 switch, I was like, I'm not going to make it. <laughs> I'm so tired. Yeah. <laughs> that that's the only tough thing about that that tournament is yeah I think my I get terrible scores in my whoop I think when I am at altitude uh-huh. um and so I woke up the first day I was like why am I in the red like I slept great like ate fueled you know whatever yeah. and then we were like practicing and someone said something about the altitude I was like oh we're at like 7,000 feet yeah, okay, yeah. that's high that, that's really high <clears throat> yeah that's like where you're you know, walk into a restaurant uphill and you're like, whoa, I'm really out of shape. <laughs> my, my sister lives, uh, lived up about that high in Bear Valley. Okay. And yeah, I remember just like walking around. Like, <laughs> I did not, and I would, I would lift or work out there sometimes. And like, that is very noticeable. Yeah. yeah. And it changed, it changed the, the whole tournament in how people played. Yeah, how that's, serves. That, that's a tournament. I mean, you couldn't hit a, a jump yeah. serve with pace and bounce. No oh, really? one was hitting jump serves. Really? And the few people who did would hit like one and bounce, miss their next two. And then, so everyone was in system virtually yeah. the whole time. Because mm-hmm. even the floats didn't move that much because it's just like kind of zipped in a straight line. So you'll, you won't see a tournament with that many teams in system probably the rest of the year. Right. Yeah. And there's really no wind. The weather was great. It rained a little bit. Yeah, I know. That was lucky. It like poured one night that one night. Yeah, but it out was of nowhere for like ten minutes. Yeah, and then you know, oh yeah, the sprinklers turned off. <laughs> yeah, tropical weather. Yeah, you're, but it was you're used to that. Yeah, I'm used. To, I'm used the to that. On and off rain. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's one of the benefits about how many tournaments you've played in Florida. You've played in all kinds of conditions. Yeah. I, no one likes playing in the rain. I try to avoid it just because of the, I think the ball gets heavy. Well, yeah. We tr- we really try not to train in the rain as well because these balls blow up so easily. So it's like, do you want to hurt train, your shoulder too. or train in the rain one day and then oh now your balls are heavy for the rest of the oh right yeah you know rest of the season yeah so, they get waterlogged yeah I mean I wouldn't mind playing more but I'm always like no the ball save the ball <laughs> yeah. always save the ball <laughs> yeah. Um, That's yeah. Fair. yeah. So you guys, oh, you're going to Australia. Yeah. That's right. When do you leave? We leave on Saturday Okay. for Australia. You're, yep. you're the big dog two seed right now. Right now, yeah. It's not bad. I know. It's no qualifier there. No qualifier there. I know, yeah. Have you guys talked about what 
your priority is going to be this year between domestic and international? Because it seems like, I mean, with how well you guys played, I don't know if you know Paris is something that you guys are pushing for right now, or if you're just playing as many as you can, see where you stand. Yeah, I think I think our focus is international right now, um, and just kind of see where that takes us. But like I said, it's kind of we're like two tournaments out. Yeah, that seems <laughs> that seems to be the right call usually. Like. If you prioritize international, you usually end up where you should end up. Yeah. AVP. If you prioritize AVP, you you won't even exist on the international. Right. And now that the points are overlapping, not that not that FIV is going to help you. Yeah. Just in general, like you just get so much better being on that world tour grind. Yeah. Yeah. And then obviously everyone's trying to get into the USA volleyball stipends, which right kind of helps you to yeah. That would be, be nice too. <laughs> <laughs> They're on the right path. Yeah. Moving on up. So. You probably got a ton of points for ninth. I don't know what a ninth is at a challenger, but so we got two hundred and thirty <laughs> each. That's solid. Yeah. That's a big bump, especially I mean, that's the equivalent of like winning two one stars and <laughs> yeah. getting Well, yeah, a one star, one. yeah. Last year. Yeah. Yeah, one stars were only a hundred points. Yeah. Oh my god. Now futures, if you win a futures, it's two hundred points. Okay, that's like a... So futures are the equivalent of a, of a two-star. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got it. And it's challengers, <laughs> not quite a four-star though, right? Or, so let's see. I mean, me and Tim, we split 220 for the final round of a qualifier, which is the best finish points-wise of both of our careers. Yeah, so you guys get 110 each. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. What a great... Like, uh, big points. You won one match. Won one match. And you weren't even in... The, you were 34 on the reserve list. Yep. Won one match and had the best finish yep. of your career. Yep. yep. That's it. <laughs> That's how much this point system makes sense. And, yeah. and, the guys, yeah. and the guys we played are in the Elite 16s. <laughs> the Danish guys. They're oh, in they the are? Elite 16? Yeah. In the qualifier. In the qualifier. In the qualifier. Right, right, right. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, because so, so we beat them and we then we lose our next one. But just by being in the qualifier of the yeah. Elite 16, they're splitting like 360 off the bat. It's um, like, oh. <laughs> yeah, by oh, really? being being yeah. in the qualifier. Yeah, what do you get, 170? Yeah, it's you or get a it, lot. Yeah, I think it's 170. Something like that, yeah. Hey guys, how's it going? Wanted to take a quick second here to let you know about an awesome product that we discovered this offseason. It is called Eversun Lighting. Eversun Lighting is an extremely portable and versatile lighting system built for outdoor after dark activities such as beach volleyball. We used it in the McKibben format this year, had an amazing night match, which you probably saw on YouTube. The company is expanding quickly. They're on their third production model, and that unit is called the Apollo. That's the one you're going to want to get your hands on. It is made up of two LED lights, 100% lithium ion battery powered, 18,000 total lumens, and if you're going to carry it around, it's about the size of a snowboard case. Weighs 35 pounds, light head detaches from the telescopic mast, which goes from 5 feet all the way up to 20 feet high. That mast is ultra light and ultra strong, made of carbon fiber. If you get two of these lights, they can light up a beach court easily. You get four of them, it's going to be like a professional match. You also can swap out the batteries. Each battery will last about five hours. So these are extremely versatile. The Apollo units are currently being sold on pre-order because of there was so much success in the McKibben Foreman. Special pricing for pre-order and the early bird special goes through April 30th. 
you're going to want to go to eversunlighting.com and use discount code SANDCAST for your 10% off these lights. You will not regret it. Again, use discount code SANDCAST and you can have some of the best night matches of your life. Yeah. You win one match there, I think you get 200. Yeah, so being being in the Elite 16 to start is just such an advantage because the new system, there's just more points available. Yeah. And so the faster you can play events this year, the faster you can wash out sort mm-hmm. of recessed, like inflated points of the last one. Right. And oh, so right. that's why like me and Tim playing Mexico early and you guys the same, playing Mexico early, playing Australia early and hopefully getting another one. If you get three good finishes early in the new system where there's more points on the table, yeah. you're going to be able to climb a lot faster than if you wait. Right. Right. So, like, me and Trevor are going to for sure drop down by not playing in the Challengers. Yeah. We'll slide down at least a little bit. Yeah. But also playing, you're kind of risking at our, like, at our ranking, you're also risking, like, if you don't get a top nine, ten, now we're adding one of those finishes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So it's... If you're in the main draw of the Elite 16, you're in a pretty good... Yeah, you're, in a yeah, yeah you're for like, sure in, in good shape. But teams are going to be moving up as a whole. Right. Like, by just playing in these yeah. challengers, right? Like, everyone's going to be sliding closer. That's true. And then if you don't, if you get dead last, fourth in your pool, then the top, what, five teams in the challenger series are going to get be- more points than you mm-hmm. on that particular week? Yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's a tricky you little game now, especially... You can't especially, sit back. You can't sit back. Like, mine and Trevor's strategy, obviously, like, we want to prioritize AVPs this year, but we got to play well in order to, like, make that a reality. We right. Gotta, we got to ball out, and we get to play uh, Norway to start things off. Yeah. And, I mean, how else would you want to start? No, it's perfect. We're the best team in the world, yeah. Exactly. That's just the best litmus test to see. All right, let's see where we're at. Exactly. Anders and Christian, come on. I love it. <laughs> so fun. But it's, yep. it's interesting to see, like, because now that it's three out of four instead of four out of six. I know. People are being really careful with their finishes because yeah. they wash out fast. I know. Do you like that or do you did you like it the other way? I think that for this system, it is great because it's going to make the mobility between the Elite Six teams and the Challengers a lot more fluid. Right. Like three out of four. Because, you're, I mean, you're going to be cycling through your points. I mean, Samoy Labs and Smedens, they play, like, 15 events a year. Right, I know. Yeah, they're like, they're going to go through almost four full cycles of events, mm. you know. But yeah, yeah, and I guess the cumulativeness about that is that they're you've got like your four that you use to get into your next tournaments, and like, but you kind of have to keep building. You still have to like keep performing well. If you've got like a little lull or something, mm-hmm. you know, it could it could be a little detrimental. For sure. I mean, and and a lot of throughout an entire season. Every team has little right. highs and lows, mm-hmm. and it usually comes with like multiple tournaments. Like you're usually like started really hot, and then we kind of died off, and then we ended good, or yeah, vice versa, or you know, well, yeah, any you see combination. it in sports all the time. I mean, like how many games do basketball players play yeah. in a season? Yeah, don't you know, have, it's don't have four bad in a row, like two yeah. max. Yeah, I mean, even Andrews and Christian up. last year had a a tough run. I mean, they took like what a seventeenth and. Yeah, Sochi, nice. like a tough one in Ostrava. They took a tough one after. I mean, for them, you know, like a f- two fifths and a seventeenth yeah. is just like w- right. what is happening. Right, right. But right. you know, if they if that had been the new system, I mean, they probably would have been into the qualifier of the Elite Sixteen if they went 
17th, 5th, 5th. Right. Oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> After winning an Olympic gold. After winning Olympic yeah. gold. I mean, that's a scary thought. I, I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I'm a, a huge fan of it because I do think, I don't know. I mean, you've got like a season. I kind of think your yeah. point should be a better representation of like you as a whole in a season yeah. instead of just compartmentalizing it, whereas it's like, this is your ranking kind of in this part of the season. And then by the middle of the season, it's, you don't even have yeah anything that you did early in the season doesn't even count towards what yeah. you're doing now. So I agree. It's, it doesn't, it's not good for fans either. Cause yeah. then they're like, wait, I thought that Anders and Christian were the best team changes in the world. So Why are they ranked? 17th? Yeah. And it changes so fast. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, they had a, they had a few bad events. So they're ranked 17th in the world. Really? Right. You know, uh, I don't know. I, I, I like everything I like is like, the whole season. I think there should be a champion yeah. at the end of the season. I think right. you're, you should be fighting. Like we've talked about it a lot. Um, actually, on the Samoylov's podcast, right? Where it's like everyone should be fighting for number one ranking at the end of the year. Right. Like that's the ultimate accomplishment. And I like that it. That means nothing. Well, right. is, that, is that how you tour. qualify for World Tour Finals? Isn't that just an aggregate it point system? Top be. eight? Top eight it's, playing World Tour Finals? Oh, oh. Or is that World also Tour Finals at the end? Yeah. Yeah. I thought yeah. that was like kind of an aggregate system. I'm not sure how but that still, works. World Tour Finals, uh, it doesn't have that clout of like, here we go. Who's going to be, who's going to win World Tour Finals? Like, oh, these teams get a chance at, at a bonus at the end. Of yeah. The that's yeah. kind of how I see it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of lame. I think yeah. it should be like, at least World Championships to like carries that clout. Like you win World Champs, lose every tournament the rest of the year. You're a world champion. Yeah, but because your because you're you're having to compete against 48 teams in a tournament, and you really got to come out. You have to play well the whole the mm-hmm. whole time. Yeah, and well, I think that should be. I think we should keep that, but that should be at the end of every season, not once every two years in the middle of the year. I agree. Like that should every end of every year, someone comes out and is, they are the world champions. Yep. For the rest of their lives, they get that. Not. I mean, sure, if it's one event, sure, but... No, but every other... you got March Madness. that You've right. got, what, 64, is it 64 yeah, teams so going Madness, in and, and, that's a good example. and playing it out until you get one final champion <laughs> yeah, exactly. at the end of the season. Exactly. Yeah. You've got, I mean, football, you got bowl games, I guess. It's a little different, but, like, you have... Well, now you have the college the football su- I mean, you have championship. S- yeah, right. Super, Bowl, Super Bowl, I mean... World Series. Everybody does that. Yeah. Everybody does, like, a yeah. final, like... Tennis is... Uh, they don't do that. Like, they have the Grand Slam system, but number one... Holding that number one ranking is a big deal. It's a big mm-hmm. deal. Very big deal in tennis. And then the other sport is, or like surfing, they do it. They yeah. changed their system up where, I don't know why they changed it, but it used to be like the whoever has the most points yeah. out of the 10 events in the season was the world champ. Now it's whoever has the most points qualifies for the finals. And then you play and it the out. The winner of that final is the world champion. Yeah. And obviously you have the advantage by doing well in the season because of... Either, either or, we're kind of missing out on, like, both of those. Yeah. Like, we don't really have, like, hey, you're number one at the end of the season based on your season, and we don't really have a tournament that's, like, play it out to be number right. one. Oh, we yeah. just play in segments. Yeah, so another, another example is golf, actually. That's what I was thinking of, where being number one is a really big deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's more about winning the individual big events. But they have the FedEx Cup. And that's a new and that's addition. that's a massive bonus that yeah. fans are really interested in because mm-hmm. of the money. Yeah. And they're like, I want to know who's winning that thing. Yeah. Yep. This is a big deal. This guy's now putting for 
ten million dollars. Is that what it is? It's like so, ten million or it's, something. I think I thought it was closer. If you win the FedEx Cup, I think it's fifteen. Okay, fifteen. Yeah. It's so like <laughs> that's a big deal. It's crazy. And like yeah. I mean, how hard would it be for Listen, I know they, they have meetings and talk about every little scenario. Yeah. But like for AVP to just have that. Like Well, don't they have that? Aren't they adding that with Phoenix this oh, year? Yeah. Isn't well, that the thing? But again, it's still yeah. they, it's a smaller tournament. It's yeah. not like Okay, we're opening this up now. This is like the biggest tournament, and let's just play it out. Yeah, yeah. It's like eight, eight but teams. It, but it's a start. It's a start. It's a start. Yeah. Eh, it's still like a little bonus thing at the end. It's, it's like a, we, it's the same thing as we used to call AVP Championships, uh, Huntington or, or, or <laughs> Chicago. Chicago. I want. There's AVP. an event after Chicago. Yeah. One <laughs> what? And I won it once. So it was like. Am I the champion? <laughs> no, I didn't even get to keep the friggin' trophy. There was no, there was no trophy. Take a picture with it, give it back. I was like, I thought I was the champion. No, you just want another event. And it, it shouldn't feel like that. Like yeah. Arizona is is the World Tour Finals, is what it is. Yeah. It's this little bonus yeah. event where you have an opportunity to go play for a, a nice little paycheck at the end, which we love. But like, let's let's have something that at the end of the year, if you win the freaking tour, you should be able to hang your hat on that for the rest of like that's mm-hmm. a big freaking deal yeah and all we really have is oh this person won this many stops or something so right. they're like they're the big yeah. winner yeah like but people yeah but that's like us knowing that like right so who won the tour um no one yeah. but technically they won three events so yeah you yeah. could say that they win and the players all voted that's on survey you, monkey that's so true we do, we do not we do not have like a the players voted we don't on have a winner monkey. at the end of the season everybody <laughs> else has a winner at the end of the season and then it's your team of the year so if you're team of the year you're kind of the winner right and it's like oh so you're gonna post you're gonna give me an Instagram post like, yeah that's what I get <laughs> and and you get a little trophy <laughs> like if there's one right there that's, yeah. that's it well so what's what's the perfect championship look like pull the mic Oh, it's gone. It it's oh, gone. Oh, the mic has disappeared. Here, I gotcha. Oh, it's... Wait, hold on. Little... You're good. We're... Oh, the phone ball fell off. Our... We got a little mic difficulty here. Let's try I'm on it. Try's on. Try's got his big mic now. Yeah, I'm getting... My uh, right arm is... <laughs> You're getting gonna yoked. Be jacked. <laughs> that better? <laughs> yep. Okay. Good to go. But what's what's the perfect... Well, what's one, the, so you don't, the, the three, three out of four point system, you said it's a little bit too fast. So yeah, what's, I think so. What's the, if Sarah Skirmhorn is the, the czar of beach volleyball. For international or for AVP? Uh, we'll go international. What's the best point system and how are you running the championship? Best point system. What's, what's I don't know enough about like? like point systems. I just think in general it should be a little more cumulative. Okay. Um, it should, it should be, it should take place over a broader scope, um, just to get a better idea of like who you are right. as a team for the whole season. Yeah. I don't know what exactly that looks like. Um, yeah. And then the big old tournament at the end. I don't, I just think the tournaments need to be bigger. I just think, I just think you need to have like be able to battle it out. Um, I don't know if you do like make it a little more like tennis and it's just straight single limb tournaments. That would be kind of hard if you've got people traveling. Right. Um, to go play like one tournament. It used to be single limb. Yeah. There was one in uh, China that was single limb not too long ago. They were, they were kind of experimenting with that. And because uh, that was when Kelly Clays played with April Ross. Yeah. Like Kelly's like first 
Oh, wow. Yeah. That was and that then they PS lost first round. event that Latvia qualified for the Olympics in, right? Where they're just like, no. we're giving away Olympic spots. No, that free. was the Olympic qualifying <laughs> tournament in right. Haiyang. <laughs> and I don't even know the format See, of that tournament. There's another one where we just throw it in there. Like, yeah. What? yeah. This? this was like 2017 or something. Okay. It was just a single limb. Yeah. Okay. And they went to China, lost first round, and I was like, Single limb's brutal. It's brutal, but I think if you had enough tournaments and if you had them, like, situated um, close enough, like, geographically, I mean, I think it'd still be fun. Um, I think you'd have, I don't know, maybe just, it's just exciting to watch people from battle. I mean, I I think people have brought this up before, but uh, just with the U.S. Open, you had the British girl come all the way through the qualifier and win. Mm -hmm. Um, And when you limit tournament size, you kind of, limit some of the competition and the hype and yeah. um like those chilean kids yeah making their way to the finals i know well but like with this current system now the chilean kids if they just play well twice and then just you know it was like a little hot streak they got they're gonna be like ranked top five in the world which like as a fan you're like wait what yeah and that doesn't that here? doesn't make that much sense either yeah yeah um yeah i don't know i think that's why yeah like the cumulative point system because you still want people that have performed well for a long time. Like that should mean something too. Yeah. Like if you've done really well for like two or three years and then all of a sudden, I don't know, or or you switch partners and and you've got to kind of work your way. Like we're watching the Taylors. Like you, you know, you drop down and it's, it's tough. It's tough being in a, in a partnership in a point system like this. Oh, Um, for sure. Whereas, you know, I feel like any other sport, are there, is another sport that where you're like in a partnership like that, where your points would drop off, where you would be like at the top and then fall fall yeah, off kind of so quickly? I, uh, well, one of the only like partnership. I know it's weird. Sports. I don't follow doubles tennis. I don't follow tennis. So right. I don't know like how doubles tennis works. That would be an even, interesting one yeah. to look at. But, but those partnerships, I feel like, kind of stick. Yeah, and I I have no idea. Yeah. Like, I don't know a single doubles tennis team. Brian Brothers. <laughs> the who? Brian Brothers. Yeah, I know them. Venus yeah, and Serena play. I don't know if they still do, but they've they've played a lot yeah, of doubles together. That's about all I got. Yeah, but I think we're <laughs> the only like <laughs> me too. That's, we're that's the only like non team sport that's kind of a team. Right. It's but, but it's still individual. Individual. Yeah. I know that's what makes it so tough. Um, I don't know if I gave you a great answer to my my perfect yeah, tournament because well, it's it's hard. No one, I mean, no it's hard one's to figure out this. Uh, yeah. This. Yeah, because I think I think with the current system, with the field being limited so much in the Elite 16, and even the challengers, I mean, 2014 draw is still pretty small. I think you have to limit, you have to keep it pretty fast moving and fluid, so right. other teams get in and out. But For say sure. if you you know if the Elite 16s were 32 team, let's say double limb, which is I think my favorite format, and yeah. the challengers were 32 team double limb. <laughs> yeah. Well, then you could probably make it four out of six because you've got so many more teams right. who are in the tournaments in the first place and you could it doesn't have to be quite as fluid to move between the tiers yeah but i think with just with how limited the size is it's it, yeah, i, I think, think it's the right point system for the current system for how it's working mm-hmm. yeah. for how it's being run i think right the now. more teams you have the more you can spread out the points for sure yeah and only only time will tell with this system like we kind of got to let it play itself out my initial thoughts is that it's better than the star system the star system seemed like a shit show just starting at the promoter level, like people wanting to put these yeah. events on and which one to put on. And, well, I think, and then all the five stars are gone because everyone's like, well, we'll just put four stars on. It's cheaper. Yeah, I think, I think by, the, yeah, by the time it hit like year three and four, people were like, why are we doing 
three stars and five stars. Yeah. It was literally one, two, and four. Right. There were no three stars or five stars yeah, anymore. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like that system kind of found its found its loopholes or yeah. whatever real quick. <laughs> I, I feel like with the Elite Sixteen, it's the qualifier is basically part of the main draw. Your your main draw is basically you just get a buy. Right. Yeah. Kinda. That's pretty much kinda and, it is. and you get prize money right off the bat. And prize money. Yeah. Oh, don't you get prize money for a qualifier? No, I don't You think get so. put into a bonus pool. Yep. Even for Elite Sixteen? Yeah. I they said they were gonna give prize money. They are th- like through a bonus pool. So the way it is, you, if you make <clears throat> five challenger main draws, yeah, and then you're in the elite, a couple elite sixteen qualifiers. I don't know the number. You are in the pool for this bonus prize money. But if you're getting relegated down, you're not going to be able to get the money. I think because right? you haven't played in the challengers, and you you're not going to have played in five qualifiers. Well, I think it might just be five main draws in the Challenger or Elite 16. Or elite. I think or Elite. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So if you're in so five just, main draws you just gotta play in enough and events. you're in the quality, yeah. Yeah. I think basically they're saying futures don't count. <laughs> right. Oh, okay. Because. Okay. I thought it was only Challenger. Yeah. Well, because I thought the idea was kind of to get more money to the Challenger athletes. But, yeah, I mean, you can't have someone relegate down to qualifiers and not get money. Right. Yeah. And so I think that the idea is that they're rewarding teams for playing in a, a bunch of events, and if you've made a couple main draw on the challengers, maybe you didn't make it out of the qualifiers in the Elite 16, so here here's your bonus money for for going, essentially. So if I were to play in, well, how many was it, six, you said? I thought it was five main draw. Okay, let's say five. Let's say I play in four Elite 16s and one qualifier and lose. Do I get my prize money? And that I don't know. I thought you had to play in eight events. Eight events? Okay. But five had to be like challengers. Okay. But don't quote yeah, like, me on, okay, don't quote me on that. Okay, what if I play seven elites and one, and lose in one qualifier? And so then I don't think you would qualify for that bonus pool because you had been in the elites so for the, seven, seven times. Well, isn't right. it? I think, I think shouldn't it's... shouldn't you get paid for... But I, you're getting paid by just being in main draw. Right. In, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But I, th- I think, didn't they say, like, the top, is it the top six or top eight in the Elite 16 don't qualify? Okay. So oh, I don't know if that's, okay. I don't know yeah, if that's yeah. like, at the end of the season. Got but, it. But, like, if you're in that mm. top, top of the Elite 16, you don't. Yeah, that's what I thought. I yeah, thought. You don't get a. There's so much to be figured out. I know. I <laughs> there's a lot of reading here. to do. <laughs> I got to make sure Trevor's on it. <laughs> I'm so bad with this stuff. If I can get away with it, I just won't look at points or anything the whole year. But that means you have to play good to not play that points game. Yeah, that's a good place to be, I and guess. You know who knows everything is Tim Brewster. He's telling me stuff. I'm gonna have to go to Ed Keller and Tim yeah. Brewster. Yeah, <laughs> those are the guys. Hey, uh, they what know are... everything. Okay, it's good to have a guy like that. Trevor's like a lot better than me, but I still can't trust him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this new. Uh, Everything's new. I mean, the AVP's new. I know, it's all new. Volleyball World's new. I know. It's kind of fun, exciting. And, like, there's going to be bumps along the way. Like, no yeah. new system. Like, you do anything new. You yeah. start a new podcast, like, you can kind of mess up recording. Yeah. Like, it's just the way it goes. Yeah. You start a new job, like, you'll suck at a few things to start, and then you figure it out. And... But speaking of new, Volleyball World has the the um, app. Yeah. That was pretty. The streaming was great, The streaming right? was great. Yeah. I thought the streaming. I thought they did a good job with that. I did too. The multi cams, like that's a big deal. Yeah. Compared to like just this single camera. Just in the like back. grainy footage from behind the yeah. court. Yeah. Yeah. Did all the did the other two courts have multi? 
The, so it wasn't multi, but it was tracking. It was oh, a side right. court, and they had a person manning the camera, zooming in, zooming out, and they had the scoreboards were up on all of them, and they had multicams for the qualifier matches on stadium. So, and it's like they're charging for the stream, and yeah. so I was like, it needs to be a pretty good product for to get people to pay, and it right. is a very good product. I thought I so think. too. I, I thought they did. Such I, a big deal. I thought they did a good job with that. That's a huge deal for our sport. Yeah, yeah. as a, just in general. And I think to watch the qualifier because that's a big part of it. Too mm-hmm. like you want to you want to follow teams all the way from the from the beginning. Yeah, yeah for um, sure. Like a big volleyball fans can get super into events now and like like you said, watching teams from the very beginning. Yep. So I thought that was a good start for volleyball. Yeah, world. I'm excited too. Yeah. Overall, I'm just like I, I like where we're at. Obviously, there's so much like why aren't you doing this? Why aren't they doing that? But like it's exciting. It's a, an exciting time. I think it, a fan should be happy about all the changes. Yeah. Agreed. And it's just one step at a time. Yeah. Like, I'm sure we'll figure out a championship. Yeah. You know? <laughs> when, when are they going to figure out when to just give us like a million dollar bonus? <laughs> yeah. That's that the they used to do right back in like the 90s, right? Yeah. They used uh, to have tournaments like that. Yeah. The Corvos, 100 grand to the winners. Winner gets 100 yeah. Gs. Was that? They were making like a million prize money maybe in a year. Yeah. They're doing pretty well. God damn. And the sponsorship. Now it's like, can I make that in my career? That, yeah. that would be a big deal. Yeah. Why are we going backwards? Well, we went backwards a long time ago. <laughs> we're going, now we're moving forward. We're going One forward. Step at a time. We're just coming out we of just a need big to, hole. Yeah. We're, yeah. yeah. We're just, it's, it's a slingshot. We just got yeah. pulled back a long way. A and now we're getting slingshot forward. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. But your game has seemed to have improved quite a bit in the last couple of years. Thanks. As well. Well, I've only been playing for the past couple of years, yeah. so hopefully. Which is crazy. Good yeah. You've gotten so good. Yeah. I think I started in 2017, Beach. Jeez. Um, wow. But yeah, working with the same coach that kind of introduced me um, to the sport when I, moved, when I moved to Florida, and I think that's a big part of it. It's just having like your first coach, coming from indoor, having somebody that really knows the beach and can kind of like break your habits, yeah. your indoor habits, and yeah. just like instill the right mechanics mindset. Right. Um, it's a big difference, like especially when you're coming in later in the game and you don't have all the the time to 100%. kind of build build your game. You want to do it right the first time. So, um, yeah, I had some really good coaches in Florida. And what's um, what's the goals next? Like, uh, obviously, you're on the world tour now. Like, you got points. What's the? I just I'm a one here? step a step at a time yep. kind of girl. So like I mean I just keep seeing you know where I can improve and you know just See one how step far at a time. You can go. Yeah. 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 I think that's a good call. What do you like? What do you like about your game in Mexico? Like what felt good? Because I mean it looked you and Corinne you were just so smooth like it, yeah not I think airs. I think uh, the biggest thing is. Like every, I mean, again, we were just trying to step on the court and have a good time, and, um, you know, I don't, I don't know. Um, I think that was just that was one of the main focus that we. I think we trust in our training, trust in our coaching, um, and so just being able to step on the court and and know you trust your partner, yeah, and everything that you're doing, and that they're giving their hardest, you're giving your hardest, um, and being able to communicate. Uh, even though our coach wasn't there, we kind of felt like we could hear him. Yeah. yeah. You know, and a lot of things that we say to each other. So it's not really like 
I'm telling you this. It's kind of like, hey, I'm just relaying the message from our coach because right, right, right. I know you've heard this from him. Yeah. So Well, even if he wasn't there. Right. Even if he was there, he could be on the court. Right, right. So, right. so um, I just think, I think that's been a big part of our game and an important part for mm-hmm. just being on the same page. And I think that hopefully transpires um, on camera and stuff, just us having a good time and enjoying enjoying the game. Love it. Keep it going. So. Mm-hmm. And winning's fun. You guys and winning is winning. fun too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. But I think even when we stepped off the court after playing Spain, like we still I mean, we were like we had we had fun. Like the whole time we were out there. Yeah. Um, we were still having fun. So I think at the end of the day, that's why we play the sport. Yeah. Right. And tough to really kick yourself, nineteen seventeen. I mean, yeah, tough to kick yeah. yourself. I think even after our second <laughs> set against the Brazilians, I think they went on a pretty big run. Um, and I think we lost someone like twenty twenty one fourteen or something, but we came off and we're like Still smiling, still yeah, having yeah. a good time. So, because yeah. um, again, you just you trust that you know you can make those adjustments and mm-hmm. and go back out there and keep playing. So, it's a good thing to acknowledge now. Like for me, at least, like when I notice good stuff happening in the beginning of the year, I'm like, okay, it's not gonna last. Like it's not gonna be easy to stay there, you know. Yeah. But like to acknowledge the things that did work, so that when things do get tough, it's like. Oh, I'm not smiling, or I'm not like laughing in my way through it anymore, or whatever yeah. that good state of mind it is yeah. for you to like be like, okay, it worked earlier in the year. Let's make sure that we can acknowledge it and get back to that ASAP. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Right on, Skirm. Well, I just looked at the time. I can't believe we've had you in here for an hour yeah. ten. Yeah. An hour ten. Well, we thanks for having me. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> lots, lots of things to talk about with, the, with, with the new system. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Everything going we, we on. We went all over the place with that. Yeah. Yeah. Just talking beach volley. Yeah. (laughs) Mexico, and I'll see you in Australia. Yeah, I know. (laughs) After 20 hours. Yeah, that's a long one. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. It's all good, Good though. Good luck down under, guys. Thanks. (laughs) Appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) Australian for beer. Cheers. Cheers.